Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, part of the Repurpose Network, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, and what we do, we talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes, yes, and welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. You know, you guys always blow me away with your love, your flowers. I, I see you clapping. Uh, if you're on the treadmill, just just wave your hand. If, if you're if you're driving in the car, honk your horn two times. If you're if you're just in the subway, if wherever you're at. Just smile at the person next to you and say, God bless you. Whatever you got to do to get that good spirit, of course, because we got some really good stuff for you today. So today's kind of a double entendre, if you will. If those of you who are rap fans or love love rhythm and blues or rapping music, um, you would definitely, definitely enjoy this. Today's topic is the ministry rematch. You know, rematches, you know, if you if you're a boxing fan, just to say this go with me for a while. I'm gonna date myself very severely. You remember Ali Frazier one? No, I know probably not. Ali Frazier two, three, how about you know, we we can go current, we can go Floyd Mayweather, we can go, we can go current, but you know, the thing about rematches is this. You heard the term that styles make fights. I know you heard this term. It means that two well-matched styles equal very good entertainment because it's tactical battle. A rematch only occurs if boxers who have fought each other in a previous fight are rematching for a certain probable thing that probably would occur, would not occur, but the interest of it because of the outcome of the previous match gains interest with the um with the viewer or the fan. This is kind of a double entendre. Because returning to the show as a special guest is the rematch of the rematch. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dolls of the ladies, please welcome back to the Church Sound Podcast, Caleb. Winley. Hey, 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 what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Yeah, double. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the seat again. Yeah. Back in about. the seat again. Yeah, man. So yeah. those of you, those of you who are who are day one listeners, you familiar with this voice, all of our new, all of our new subscribers. You probably, if you went back to listen to them, but the thing about this is that when you when 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 you have somebody who's your real brother, yeah. It don't matter, you know what happened. It only right. ha- it only matters that that we brothers, and that's right. and that was the, the whole thing was that we just gonna be brothers regardless. Yeah, and yeah, being each other's corner, being be each other's corner, regardless. So that was the whole thing. So, welcome back, brother. Good to see Yo, you on the man. other side, right there. You looking kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got new headphones. Yeah, man. Headphones. 
<laughs> I, I had a birthday come up, so you know what I'm saying? Somebody it worked blessed out. me. It worked out. It worked you, you out. You know, I ain't spending seven hundred dollars on no headphones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, really. When the when the brother was like, I want to bless you, I was like, Yeah, you you blessing me. That's okay, okay, I'll take that. I'll that, take that. That that is super dope. Before yeah, we get started, yeah, I want to tell everyone that on September, it's been a, it's official now. September twelfth through the fourteenth, your boy will be in Indianapolis. We'll be live, and on top of that, I'll be speaking about podcasting. So you definitely want to be there. It's going to be a lot of manufacturers there. It's going to be a ton of classes there. It's a link on the website. Link in the bio. Click it. Go register. Bring your teams. If you guys want to grow your ministry and learn from manufacturers and professionals the way the way to do it correctly. So now we got that out the way. So like I was saying before, before, before we went live, the history, the reason why I chose this topic with listeners is because of the conversations I've had with my brother. Mm-hmm. about leaving a ministry and returning. So that's why the term, the ministry rematch, is that you left a ministry position. Yeah. Yeah, a And returned to the ministry. So... Yeah. Let, let me look at it this way. Let me look at it this way. Because ministry is a marathon, man. Ministry is it a is. marathon. It is. It is a yeah. marathon. Yeah. And sometimes... We, we we can look at the Sabbath in, in in a kind of different ways, but sometimes in life it's a sailor. Yeah. Sometimes it's like a. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, so, so my first question okay. is: When did you realize it was time to go? Uh, I think it was right around. I think I gotta. It's been about almost three years now. And so like three years ago, I was working at the ministry. Um, not only was I doing ministry uh, for, for lack of a word, full time, I was actually working for the church. And um, and I just. I, I don't you know, sometimes you can get a seed of offense. I didn't, what was, I what, I was the, what was the, what was the ministry you were working in? Um, I was doing pretty much, I was a creative director, uh, for, um, we can say the church, right? You know, for Ecclesia Word Ministries International. Um, I was doing all of their books, CDs, all of this, all of the graphic work. But on top of that, I was also running the media ministry. So I was handling on the video, working alongside with, uh, website, uh, the website creator, um, and doing my ends of that, sending out e-blasts, all that stuff but was also building a team and had been there. Uh, geez, it had to be somewhat, by the time I was about to leave it, I was there at least 16 years. So Really? It was, was that long? It was that long, bro. It was wow. that long. It was that, because I kind of transitioned from minister. When I came into media, I was just brother. It was just brother Caleb, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, just kind of grew and grew, stepped up, step. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, and then I was now, but now I was an I'm, I'm pastor, and um, I'm building this team, man. And I, you know, I was able to watch those who came before me build. I was able to see some of the things that they implemented, but 
coming from kind of a DJ background, a little bit of production background, you know, I was able to say, recognize that, okay, well, this is great what you're doing, but it's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, you guys have never done this. You've never, how can you do sound when you don't even know what sound sounds like outside of this building? You right. know what I'm saying? We're, we're guest working. That's pretty much what we was doing. So I was getting them together to go out and do stuff and just kind of get themselves exposed. And I think after a while, what I began to realize is that um, I was burnt out, bro. I was mm. burnt. I was burnt because I was the I was the the, the leader that never said no. Mm. I, I was the individual that no matter what the pastor wanted, he knew if he came to me, he was going to get it. You know, and then if anybody else in another subdivision or sub ministry needed something done, I was the dude. You know, so much so that when I left. Because um, I, I first left the church, not the church itself, the building, but I left working at the church and found a job um, kind of in the secular, secular arena, what do they call secular arena? You know, it's just the regular, the world. You know what I mean? Um, the secular and, arena. Yeah, I'm the secular arena. You know, I'm sorry, I'm God's getting real, real, real churchy right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I, I left doing that particular work. I was still somewhat there doing my day-to-day um, training up the teams and leading them and stuff. But I, I was, I was burnt, bro. I was burnt. I, I never, I never stopped. I came home. It was just church, church, church. You know, my kids, my older kids suffered because of it. Um, but I got to a place where we had, we had our, our two children and I realized I'm not making the money to support my family, I can do better if I just go back out. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't giving everything my all, bro. It was almost like piece of you here, piece of you there. Yeah, man. I was, I was everywhere. You know what I'm saying? You know, and like I said, so much so that when I, when I actually did say, look, when I had a meeting while I passed, I said, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step down um, as a pastor. Um, I, you know, I just, I really feel like. I need this time to just kind of get myself reacclimated. Um, it took like sixteen people to do the work I was doing. I know you recruited <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You recruited me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, with the and 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 you know what I what I what I oh, I don't want to jump into it, but you know, like kind of what I discovered was. There was a lot of brokenness in me that I never that, that I never got dealt with. We talked mm. about it on a lot on our previous uh, podcast, and it was a lot of issues in me, struggles in me that needed to be dealt with. But most people only dealt with the gift. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And a lot of times, people see the gifting and press to get what they need at that particular moment, and then make it the secondary thought. Well, I'm going to help them over the situation, but never mm. really get back to it. Right, because you know, after they get tied up with what they wanted done, you move on to the next responsibility of the day, and that person kind of gets kicked to the side. So, so, so let me ask you this: Uh so, I know because I, because I, because I deal with this, and we've talked about this in the past, not not online, but not on the show, but just offline, is that how people who see your gift first and then only only talk to that part of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. almost as if the human side of you 
doesn't exist or they choose not to deal with it because they only want to talk about what they what you can do for them. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. And the, the funny thing about it, my inception into Christendom was always like that. So I, the first church I came into, when I came in, they needed the, they needed some people to paint. It was they just got a new building. They needed some some so they grabbed me up, grabbed some other people up, and that was the inception of me being brought into the ministry. I wow. was painting, I was doing sheetrock and stuff I never did. You know what I'm saying? But there was a need, and sometimes you know, as leaders, we can serve the need over the need of the person. Right. The person is broken. The person needs help. The person needs formation. But right now I'm trying to form a ministry. Right now I'm trying to, I'm, we're trying to push this vision. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to, we're trying to prepare for the next conference. We, we got all these other things. That's oh, on you're ironing shirts. Like one of the yeah, two, yeah, you're ironing shirts, shirts and <laughs> traveling and all this other stuff and making books and not making no money from it. it it's all of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, that can be one of the things I really recognized through my time as I spent time healing is that the church is one of the biggest, not all churches, but some churches can be the biggest place of where you build narcissists and narcissism mm. because those men hear from God and are looked upon as the only answer that people get, that they only they can only go to him and get the answer. It's almost mm. like the Catholic, like Catholic stuff. Wow. But um, you know, but a lot of times the people that are really in the trenches doing the work are the ones that are really wounded. They're the ones that, that are they're they're there when the building opens up and they're and they're at closing the building. And mm-hmm. nobody deals with them in their personal issues. You know what I'm saying? Um there's you know, there's been some stuff, there's been some people that have, but for the most part, the level of what I was dealing with was never addressed. Never you, know. you think people are aware or just chose not to because of, of because of you because you were knocking the you were doing yeah it. um i I think that it can be a bit of both i think I think that if if I'm a leader that is mindful like i, I you know I'm not gonna put it on um on any leader to say oh, none of them looked out because some did some pulled me to the side, but I noticed those that didn't need something from me were the ones that made the most impact or Mm. in those moments in time, they didn't need anything from me. So then I got the greatest part of them. But when, but when it was time to get something done, it was like, Oh yeah. You know? And you know, it's funny because I see it now, bro. I see it now. I get phone calls now. I don't get no phone calls about how you doing. Mm. I don't get no phone calls about how you been. Mm. I, I, and I know you concur. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's most but, of my um, phone calls. All my phone calls is, hey, we needed this. Hey, we needed that. Hey, can you do this? Hey, can we get that done? And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, but um, I think I think that depending upon the heart of the leader, it's very important for you to remember that at the end of the day, the person that you're talking to is a human. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're human yeah. beings. They got needs and they got, they got, you know, you know, sometimes we put people under sunship and then sunship becomes slave ship. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're left with 
looking at yourself and now the person that I'm supposed to feel the safest with is the one doing the most damage to my life. Right. That's not good. That's not right, good. Right. We gotta right. go up. Right. So I'm, let me read this. I'm gonna read this survey I found and okay. I want your comments afterwards. Sure. It's about expectation. It's when people in authority are out of touch with those who are working for or with them and they tend to expect too much. So it starts out with this a good leaders become used up when a survey of pastors and leaders leaders revealed 84% say they're on call 24 hours a day. 80% expect conflict in their church. 54% find the role is frequently, the role they're they're in is frequently overwhelming. 48% feel that the demands of the ministry are more than what they can handle. And 21% say their church has unrealistic expectations of them. What do you say to that? Uh, um, I say 100% true. Um, the main, I think one of the major issues that we find within the confines of the church is that many people get thrust in positions but normally don't get trained. Mm. Also, it's almost like once I got that one guy and he's gonna he's gonna run it, he's gonna oh, make it gosh. happen. You know, he's like the whipping boy. You know what I'm saying? If if there is help that comes, it depends on him. You know, um, it, you know, if if he's the if he's the type of person like I was that struggled with a lot of rejection, I took everything on, I held everything in, I mm. dealt with everything. I didn't if, if I had help, it was hard for me to relinquish because I knew at some point somebody was going to drop the ball. At least I believed it. And most of the time it was out of the fear of the retribution or the response mm. that you get back from leadership when something goes wrong because they don't go to them. They come to you. You're the lead, right? Mm. So as being a lead, if a person is struggling with rejection, I don't want nobody to come back to me. Why? Because how do I process that? I process it as you're not mad at what didn't work. You're mad at me. And so right. a lot of times you see that in the confines of churches where you have individuals that are struggling with low self-esteem, uh, anxieties, depression. Right. They never get dealt with, but they get responsibilities. Or I love, the, I love the way the word you use in the beginning. It says get used. You get used. And sometimes getting used makes you feel good because... You know, somebody's putting, they're, they're putting their eyes on you. But at the end of the day, the recompense, what comes after it, it's not, it doesn't add up. And so right. a lot of people walk away going, dad, man, this is rough. This is, this is hard. And when it gets hot, when it gets tight, you're getting yelled at from the pulpit. You're getting the, you know, some people, I've heard stories, some people throw stuff. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just some and I was like, we yeah. gotta be, we gotta, we gotta do better in this area because there are a lot of men and women that are suffering in the pews, so that you can have a great performance, so you can have a great uh, moment of ministry or a mm. moment of reflection, or you go out, you have a great conference, and you got all these other things. But that person, at the end of the day, they leave, and like I got a boy that I grew up with, bro. I'm, one day we're gonna connect with him. He was so broken. Like, he brought me in. He was one of the people that kind of really taught me a lot of, more about production. But, I mean, 
the pastors in that ministry, they dogged him, bro. I mean, they they literally to his face. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. No, you did that. Yeah, but I but I but I'm giving them my equipment is in the front of the building. Oh well, no, we're gonna just use it for our conference. Well, can I get paid for it? No, no payment, no nothing. And then just harsh treatment from those that are part of the clique, you know, mm. part of the uh the crew. You know what I'm saying? Those are the people that have been kind of um they're they're the comfortable ones. They they sound like us, they feel like us, but you on the other hand, you don't. And so I I, I see him now, he's he's in a bad place. You know, you know, the crazy thing is that. So. The church that I'm at now. Totally different mm-hmm. <laughs> from any place I've ever been in my life. Right. And I'm a TD there. And. When things go sideways. The response is not. What I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Give you a great example. So I was doing a, a live stream and for a concert, it was an orchestral concert, God flew in town, and we were we were to um live stream to his to his um live stream to his Facebook and to our YouTube channel, right? So I thought I set it up right because this is the first time I dealt with I dealt with it. In that in that regard, so I set it up sure. all week, got it running, got his got in the back door, blah 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 blah, and then when it came to launch the show, I realized that I was on his wrong page. I wasn't in his, I wasn't like in the page main, setting, right? Right. Okay. So right. I couldn't launch it, even though I, I I could see it, I couldn't launch it, and then on then on our setup, I didn't realize. I I just learned this. I didn't realize I had to assign it to the YouTube channel. I thought it I thought it was just automatic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that, right? Right, right. So luckily, what I always do, I always record. Like gotcha. I always record on the encoder or, or I record on the hyperdeck. One of the two, I'm something it's getting recorded. Mm-hmm. Film crew there, everyone's there. I'm like distraught because you know me. I hate yeah. making mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if if you if you want to see me hang myself, watch me make a mistake. Yeah. And I've never felt so low at the same time, appreciated at the same time, mm. because the workers, the people that were there working in the working the PowerPoint, working the you know doing the switcher, the camera crew. Right. They saw how hard I was working to make everything work. Right. And I remember one brother who was mixing a lot. He just put his hand on my shoulder. He was just, I, I knew he was praying for me. Right. Like, I knew right. he was praying for me. Right. And at the right. end of the event, the worship the worship pastor, he said, what happened? I said, I just told him, I said, yo, I'm sorry. I screwed up. I didn't, it's something I just didn't understand. He said, well, did you record it? I was like, yeah. He said, all right, listen. Edit it, send it out. That's good. Now, take that parallel to what we come from, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Imagine that conversation. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't want to imagine that conversation. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So then, yeah. so then, so, so my takeaway was this. 
sometimes it's cultural. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's how you deal with conflict. And sometimes it's how you were taught to deal with conflict in church. Right. Right. Deal with the spirit of excellence and everything has to be this, this, this thing, you know, right. Of, right. of correction, of correction, of correction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But humility, like even you know, I, I was watching um Sports Center today, and I know you don't follow sports, so <laughs> I do more now than I, yeah, than I met you. <laughs> well, there was a playoff game the other day, and right. the, the 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 Heat beat the Bucks. Okay, you're like, who are they? No, what no, 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 they no, 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 no. I'm telling you, you have you have inundated me, and I've oh. been fire baptized. I actually watched it, the the Super Bowl. I, what? Me and my me and my hey, wife sat there watching the over the over. In my show, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. E D D I S, but anyway, yeah, man, yeah, for sure, yeah. So <laughs> it's got. <laughs> so the, the reporter was asking Giannis Yantak, I was his his the the the, the star of the Bucks, because mm-hmm. they you know they were they had the best record right okay. this season, they got bumped out in the first round by the eighth seed. Wow. Jimmy Butler had an amazing first round. Ridiculous, like Wardham Joe was completely out. Mm. And they asked the, the reporter asked him, he said, Do you consider this season a failure? Mm. And he said, which is it's just so on point, kind of what we're saying. It's like he said, it's not a failure because we're working towards something. Right. Where we 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 learned from this. Right, right. So we learned, so we we learned so we so we learned so this this is how this is what things we have to correct. During that whole time, what I learned, I learned exactly what not to do. Right. I learned what to do. Mm-hmm. I learned how to adjust. I learned, I learned parts of the program that I didn't know before. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what? Because I ain't ever gonna happen again. Because exactly. I learned. Right. So you never lose, you only learn. Yeah. But if you only look at losing, then that's when this whole nasty, churchy. Yeah, yeah, attitude comes by yeah. because it's no humility, like as if you never made a mistake before, right. as if you never bumped your head, right, as right, if, right, right, as if like you, yeah, you 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 can shoot a free throw from the free throw line, but no one shoots a hundred percent. Right, you know it's funny, bro, because um, you know, growing, part being part of this ministry, there's been a there's been a lot of we've 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 made a lot of transitions, so. There was a time in which um, when issues or when things went wrong years ago, it was very bad. I mean, it was very bad, you know, and um, it wasn't like maybe yelling yelling and screaming. But, you know, before you before before the person would minister, it was like, you know, we're having a we're having a meeting. We're having a meeting. You know what that is. You already know what that is, you know, and. Everybody's looking at the leader at that particular moment and saying, praying for you, bro. You know, yeah, we made the mistake, but you about to get chewed out. And um, we can call it growth or we can call it, um, it help, you know, things that help you grow and, and mature mm-hmm. right. and, and, and to make you a better person, which in, if I take the opportunity to look at it for what it is and I grab hold of those jewels like you did 
and are, be, uh, are able to say, yeah, I can never, I'll never do this again. I'll never make that mistake again. Da, 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 da. But sometimes it can be so personal that you walk mm-hmm. away scarred. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, yes, we, we had a, a, a technical issue, but you made it personal. You know, well, you know, did you pray? Did, 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 did. Oh, and, and it's like, it becomes, it becomes, did you do all of the spiritual things that we, we went through the spiritual list that, you know, your focus you is serious? off. Yeah, this is off. Yeah, that is off. It, 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 bro, it, it, it happens every day. And, and, wow. you know, like, like leader, um, like the head, like leaders, you know what I'm saying? So you have sub, uh, parts of the ministry where people are the exact same. They carry that same um, spirit. That spirit to like want to destroy, maybe not destroy, but they don't have, they don't, they don't set out with the right wording or the right heart mm-hmm. to, to, to let a person know, okay, look, drop the ball, you know, but we can move on from here. We will move on from here, but let's work not to make this happen again. You don't right. get a, some. Sometimes you don't get that, or when you get it, it's too late because you've yeah. already you've already gone through the gambit of right getting talked down to, getting demeaned, um, being demoralized, being made to feel like how your parents made you feel, or whoever that mm. person was. Right, you go through all of that. You've been there, and now here it comes. The person grow is growing. They're becoming different. They no longer deal in anger. Right. And now they now now it's a it's a it's a kinder, gentler pastor. And then mm-hmm. you like, wait a minute. But you still haven't dealt with the fact that you, you know, what I'm saying now I'm supposed to just transition Well, you transition. But how about somebody helping me transition from the place of where I'm at to the place right. where I need to be? And that's right. that's something that that kind of gets lost in the sauce. And a lot of people can be stuck in those places, you know, what I'm saying from just old wounds, man. Right. So let me ask you this. So when you officially removed yourself from the position, right? Positions, mm-hmm. plural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did what was that first Sunday like for you? Um a sigh of relief. Hmm. Sincerely, like a, and it's funny, um, you know, like they'll tell you, um, if you, if you, if you lose an ant, a leg or an arm, you still feel like it's there. Mm. And so it kind of, it, and, and as much as I was in a posture of, okay, I'm just going to relax, I'm going to enjoy this time, I'm going to spend some time with my kids, da, 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 there's still that urgency that, jump that that feeling it's almost like being going through ptsd it's like i'm in a relaxed position but i'm still feeling that i gotta get to church i got mm-hmm. uh, i gotta go do this uh, right. man, what is, what's happening here what's happening there and muscle and, mind memory right it's almost like it's hard for you like you could sit down like for me i i can lay down in the bed and, and say okay i'm relaxing but in my mind my wow. mind is doing 25 different things because right. that's what it's used to doing. And it's and it's doing a lot of that out of fear, a lot of that out of I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to drop the ball. I don't want to let my team down. I don't want to let the pass it down. Don't, you know, and 
But a lot of times when you operate like that, and what I've really learned is that you don't operate out of, I don't want to let God down. Mm. You got that whole list of all those other individuals. And then, you know, I want to keep this excellent for the Lord. And sometimes that's the, he's the last person on the list. Right. Right. Because initially, because of what you've been, what you've been going through, he's been the last person on the list. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that first day was like, wow, okay, this is what this feels like. But I'm still... <laughs> So so how so how did you deal with okay, so you stepped down from this position, but people are still asking you questions. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So how how yeah. how was how was that? Because I could imagine like this like the, the following Sunday, or I think you went it was like two or three, I think it was two Sundays or something like that went by. Yeah. And and I know people want to come up to you and ask yeah. you questions yeah. about yeah. What about this? What about that? How about this? It is it is. Are we doing this? How come mm-hmm. this? How come this happened? How, how did you deal with that? It's funny. It was it was twofold. It was it was the individuals that wanted to come to you, but but stopped themselves or was stopped because there was an edict or something that was said to say, "Hey, he's not doing this. We got these individuals doing this now, so go to them." But then there were just the people that I built relationships with. And now, because nothing was said about what happened or what my decision to do what I did, um, that people get in their minds. Mm. Oh, well, he must have. He must have did it. Oh, he must have did that. Oh, what about uh, his wife? Oh, poor woman. Oh, da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? The and rumor so, mill. Oh, yeah. So He so, got sat down because this probably mm-hmm, happened. That probably mm-hmm. happened. This, and people that, have even come back, come to me now, bro. I, now I've been there a minute. And they're like, well, I'm so happy that you're back. And, you know, you got to get yourself back in. You know, and, and, you know, God forgives and God. What? I, well, who said that? God needed to forgive me. I, I needed healing. That's what I needed. You know, and so now I find myself telling that story, saying, okay, well, it, it, I didn't go out doing anything wrong. Now, I may have made some mistakes, but that's life. You know what I'm saying? I may have I may have uh, dropped the ball in some or some of my own personal areas, but that's that's life. But as far as me going out on my wife, or doing, I said what I did was I found time for my family, found time for me and God so that I could heal so that if I did come back, I came back as a whole person, mm-hmm. not a whole doer, because that's what I was, bro. I was doing I, everything. I everything was doing, you know. Right. And so, yeah. So you know, it's it's it was it was strange. It's still kind of strange. It's still and people are like, well, oh, I've been praying for you, brother. Oh, da, da. What what are you praying for? <laughs> so, <laughs> Can we can we can we converse about what you're praying for? Because I want to make sure you're praying in the right direction. I'm, you know, because of sin, <laughs> you're sin, sin is sin, sin. You know? <laughs> sin is rampant. Yeah, it's rampant. You know, so you, you, in the innards, yeah. in the innards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it run deep in you. Run I know your mama. <laughs> I know your mama, your dad. I know your your bloodline. Yeah. <laughs> You know you ran out of deliverance. <laughs> you know I got the war slippery out here, slippery. 
Watch your step. Watch your step. Yeah, it was, and I think the flip, the flip of it too was not being some people calling you the title, and some people who are in leadership, higher level leadership, not calling you the title, and then others in higher level still calling you the, the title because they recognize that you're not in this position, you're not this person because of the man of God, but you do because this man of God saw something God said to him. But then you got the other. It was it was so weird, bro. It was it was so weird. It was it was one of the weirdest things I've ever had to go through. I'll be honest with you. Right. So so so, how did your family respond to you being able to sit in service? Like, what was that like? I think it was strange. I think it was really, especially for Caleb, because Caleb was so used to daddy coming to church or daddy going to church. And I don't see daddy again until the end of service. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I wasn't, at those moments in time, I wasn't like coming out and, you know, hey, what you doing? Giving hugs. And I I was so inundated with da-da-da-da-da. Okay, we got to put this fire out. We got to da-da-da. So there never was a moment where I really was building with him until after the service. And then it was evening service. So it was like this is a whole other, which is a whole other conversation that we will not dive into. <laughs> yeah, because you know how I feel about that. But anyway, <laughs> I know, I know. That's with my and NFL, NBA ministry. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go to third service. Oh, I gotta go to third God. service, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, man, you mess a lot of people up. But you know what? <clears throat> what I what. I thank God for you because you let me know in a lot of senses that it was the step that I was taking. I got to, I had to think about myself mm. and I had to be balanced. And when you, you know, if anybody's listening and I'm pretty sure you are, when you're looking at those persons, that's, running the 40-yard dash and getting the water and uh, supporting the pastor and doing all these things and in media and on the usher board and all these other places, pray for them because the truth of the matter is these are uh, individuals that they need the support because a lot of times they're not getting the support and they're very, extremely imbalanced. Mm. And most of them go home and pass out. Most of them lose their husbands, their wives. And most of them, their struggles in their families. You know, then you know, there's certain things that okay, well, we're gonna have friends and family. They tell your whole family come. When I spend, I'm here seven days a week. <laughs> How right. can I tell my family now to come to the church that took me away from them? Mm. That's good. You know what I'm saying? So. It, we we have to be that there has to be a balance where I think what happens with most of us is until we get unplugged from the matrix, we will never become the disruptor that mm-hmm. calls God that God is calling for us to be. And I think that that's for me that's that's the greatest gift that this has given me to the point where I can go back and sit in media and help them with certain things. And then when I'm done, I get up and I'm 
because I got a family, because I got responsibilities, because I got a business. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? The crazy thing is that I th- that's not crazy. I would probably say understanding what balance is. You know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes you don't you don't understand what balance is. Right. You will you're imbalanced, right? But you believe you're balanced because you're serving. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. You believe you're balanced because you're serving, and you don't realize that there's other areas of your life that are falling apart mm-hmm. but but you praying and you mm-hmm. you're seeking the lord and you're in you in the house all the time and yeah but you don't realize it until you let you you let that part of it goes and you you just say well what how come they acting like this how come it's it's because you've been so imbalanced that everyone's kind of got used to you walking sideways Right. So now the whole house is walking sideways. Right. And right. everybody's mindset is, is sideways because you sideways. Yeah. Because yeah. you put this ahead of as and, and at that time, now things become balanced and you you start to see you start to see clearly. Mm-hmm. And then this and yep. then this happens. Right. Then you start to recognize your imbalance. And then you you say to yourself, I say for myself, we can't do that again. Yeah. Right? That's one yeah. thing. And then what happens is you start setting boundaries with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, and it kind of happens immediately, but it kind of happens. It doesn't even happen over time. It's like, oh, it's like it's like the little kid was like, oh, the stove hot, stove hot. Mm-hmm. Hot, hot. <laughs> right, 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 hot, right. Hot, right. Hot, yeah. hot. Yeah. You start realizing that that ain't good. And that right. ain't good. And you start talking to different people, you seeing their perspective. It's like, really, you thought that way? Or that's what you mm-hmm. thought? And you start to realize that you didn't even realize you was out of sync. Yeah. Yeah. Like Completely you said, you was plugged to the matrix. You was plugged to the yeah. matrix so much and you couldn't even you couldn't see the same hand in front of your face. Nope. 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 I had 16 phones ringing around me and not knowing which one to pick up, and not knowing which way to go. But right. I tried right. to I tried to meet every single need. Right. That don't make sense. Right. No. So yeah. yeah so inside of that, so this is this is this is this is this is why I want to talk to you. This is why I want to talk. To you. <laughs> take take a, sip, take a sip of my colored my colored drink here. <laughs> his colored drink. His his libation, y'all. Libation. My, my 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 libation. This is water. How? <laughs> How? Sure, it's water. How? <laughs> I've been to your house. Sure, it's water. How uh-huh. <laughs> did it come that after freedom, mm. give me free, give me free, give him a free, mm-hmm. that you return, but not as the leader, but you return. Period. Right. How? How and why? Um. So, uh, you know, like I said earlier, I was, we was, me and my wife was in service with the, we had the kids, we had Josh sitting next to us, and so while the man of God is ministering, like when I was coming prior to that, months prior to that, I was still struggling. I was still, um, I was still being triggered, either by people by him, um, 
situations, circumstances, stuff that I had never really dealt with. And one particular Sunday, I go there, and I've been acting. You know, at that point, I'm asking God, "You got I, I don't want if I'm if this is where I'm going to go, and my wife's not leaving. Okay, I I need to be able to grow here. I can't I can't be here and not grow. Okay, so I want to grow. And while I'm in the service, the service is about to end, and Holy Spirit speaks to me, says, "Okay, I need you." Plug yourself back in and be a help, a helper. You got to serve. You can't just be part of this. Because a part of the problem is you're not serving. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. So I'm telling my wife, and she's like, okay, well, whatever. You know, she's, she's like, okay, well, you say so. I said, okay, fine. So I apostle going in, I stop him and said, look, I need to spend some time with you. I want to talk to you. And then I'm just sat down with him, let him know. I said, look, I want to, you know, I can't, Holy Spirit was speaking to me and other you saying, you can't stay, you can't stay in the ministry and not be a part of it to some degree. Um, I said, so I would like to possibly maybe join back, help help out with media, and, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Um, and he said, okay, um, you know, we'll talk. Uh, and I was like, okay, we'll talk. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, Tom, we have a maybe about a week. Week goes by, and he says, "Okay, well, this is where you can be. You know, we'll watch you while you're in media. You know, just be there, be a support, be a help." I said, "Okay, fine." And I, I've always had the posture of heart where um, I can hear God from anyone. I, I make it my business to never be closed out where I can't hear God. Like if my son talks and says something off the wall, but it may not be a, a Christian word in there, but I can still hear God. And so mm-hmm. I made that my business. And so in the midst of even when I was when I went back, you know, um, the like maybe two weeks after I went back, uh, one of the young ladies that she actually came back to the ministry, too. But, you know, um, she, you know, whatever her situation, but she was, she's been dancing and stuff like that. She came to me, she said, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, he is so proud of you, how you've come back. Um, she said, how he showed me you was you just bowing down on the, on the ground and just submitting. And said, she said, it takes, it takes a big heart to do that, to be that person. And I was like, mm, I appreciate it. You know, thank you for the prophetic word. And I kind of, I moved on, but I, I submitted myself to the new leadership. And, and it's funny because these are the same leaders that I raised up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> these are the people I raised up. And now I'm like, you know, hey, what you need me to do? Da, 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 da. You know, put me on schedule, bang, bang, bang. Um, what was think- their reception like? Because that's a, that's a different dynamic it was based, it was, on the, based on the so person. So this is the thing. This is this is how it works within the, con, the context of that particular house. There are meetings and conversations that take place without you. So things are being set in order without you. And then when you come in, it's like, okay, hey, you know, we're happy to see you back. Hey, I, and I'm like, okay, so who's... I didn't say I was, I didn't tell y'all I was coming back. I told him and now, you know, and so I guess he prepared them. And so when I, when I came back, it was just like, okay, so you guys are kind of happy I'm here. But, um, 
that's kind of how it went. It was weird though. It was it was, it was kind of strange because it's like okay, well, we never had a conversation. I thought was well, you know well, I, I can sit down and see what they want and da, da, da. so you know when I came back, I more dealt with um, at the time when I came back, it was right after what was during they was putting in the TVs and all the other they was doing the upgrades. And so I, you know, was helped a little bit for them, some of that work, and then I was full fledged back in on on schedule. My name was on the roster, and um, you know, with the the way my my um, my bank account goes, let me stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, my, my checking. <laughs> but the way my schedule, my wife's schedule works out, I'm not there. I'm not able to be there every single service. So I'm like, I'm doing. A Sunday service or a Thursday service or whenever she's available to cover the kids. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just, I do it. Um, I give it my all and, um, and I leave because that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. I'm supposed to have a life. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not strained between me and the leader, but to a degree, it's different. It's extremely different. Because I'm not, I don't need you to make me me. He's done it. Right. I've spent enough time with him to know that he loves me. He accepts me. I'm not rejected. And I don't need people nor position to make me feel like a man. I'm a man because he's still working on me and making me better every single day. And that's something that, although I may have known it, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? So, so let me let's let's end it right here with this. There's someone out there right now that left left the ministry, left the department, or whatever it is, and God is speaking with them to return, or they're feeling like they they have this unction to return. What advice would you give that person? Spend more time with God. Be sure that you're, because sometimes you can want to go back because you're so used to that lifestyle. And going to church almost makes you feel like you're not part of the club because people don't respond to you. So sometimes you can crave that attention too. You can crave, mm. I want the good old boy party back again. I want mm. the, the respect I was getting before. I want the this. I want, I want that old thing back, right? But what I believe God was doing, just using myself as an example, was he had to deliver me from all of that. So deliver when I go in there, <laughs> right, when I walk in there, I'm walking in there, me. And now I hear God on a whole nother wavelength. You know what I'm saying? And I think that just because you feel like it's the time to go back or you feel like there's this unction, even when even when he told me to go talk, there was there was moments and times when he was dealing with me, man. He was he was speaking to my heart. He was challenging me to go higher. He was he was challenging me to read the word. I was I was sharing in prayer. I was praying. I was fasting. I was doing all the things to get me right. And it wasn't, I didn't have, it wasn't the focus of, you know, the whole church is praying. Not that that's, there's no problem there. 
but it was it was Caleb and God. Mm. You know, and until it's almost like I remember my lawyer years ago, he said, um, after my second divorce, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um and yes, I was in the kingdom. But um he said, until he said, you can't be friends with her until she no longer triggers you. Mm. And there was spans of time, bro. Like, I wouldn't see her for months. I'd see her on Facebook and immediately get upset. He said, see? God was like, you got to deal with that. There's still something that you are not dealing with in that situation. So when I was coming to church, which I preach is the safest place in the world, not everybody feels safe there. And not everybody doesn't feel triggered. So I was still right. feeling triggered. So it was until I was able to walk. And I was coming home and I said, honey, did you did you feel? And she was like, no, you bugging. I'm like, I'm not bugging. It's just, I guess my walk there was different. But then there was still that, I want that thing back. I want this back. So you got to make sure that um, it's God. Make sure that it's God. And then what I would say is take it very slow and don't don't allow the traps of old to be tricked on you again Mm. it doesn't mean that you don't love your leader or you don't love a specific area of ministry you don't love it's more about loving god than it is about loving the work of ministry because you can gain the kingdom right talk about man's kingdom and miss God. And that's that's the that's the saddest place to be. And so I made a decision. I'm not gonna miss God for making somebody else's kingdom grow. You know, um and I've I've had conversations with other brothers, bro. Like I like I told you I'm a disruptor now. I'm like, I'm telling your bro, you told me that you was gonna do this. Did you start that yet? Yo, that's that's a that's a that's a that's a that's the word of the Lord for me. I was like, all right, man, make sure you do it because you can be here mm-hmm. and never move forward. Yep. And that's that's not God. So just make sure it's God, you know. Put God to the test. Ask for a fleece. I don't care. Whatever it takes, but make <laughs> sure it's God. You know what I'm saying? And not a fleece coat, but just make sure it's God because at the end of the day, when you go back in there, if you're still being triggered, if you're still being then you're back in the fire again. Right. And that's right. not good. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages, I'd like to thank my brother Caleb for yes, joining sir. us. But before we get out yes, of here. <laughs> Some things just don't change. <laughs> Some things just don't change. All right. Number one. Yes, sir. 30 seconds and gone. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Number one. Current favorite television show. Current favorite television show would be The Batman One. And Netflix just came out with a show called The Night Agent. Okay. Dope. Stupid dope. 
Question number two. Oreos, vanilla wafers, or oatmeal cookies? I'm a vanilla wafer dude. I like wow. Oreos, but yo, I'll rock outside. <laughs> For real. Number three. Who is the best storyteller rapper? I want to say Slick Rick. Um, but there is something about KRS-One that he could take you through an entire story that you could believe you could see it. You see yourself with the cops at your back. You see it. You know what I'm saying? You, you, hear, you feel it. So right. I would have to say KRS-One. Number four, exercise you hate the most. Crunches. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> who who pick one of the two, Siri okay. or Alexa? I'm an Apple guy all day, so it's got to be Siri. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages. Yep. Welcome to. Thank you for being here on another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. We're gonna say it like we always say it: keep God first in everything you do. We'll see you next time right here on the Church Sound Podcast.